to Sunday Monday right here. Sunday literally. And what a show you've tuned in for. This is going to be a good one. Pasha Cohen here with us. Little Hello. Man Ice Cream and many other locations too. We We're going to talk about all of these things. We're going to put some Sundays together, parfaits. Um, I couldn't think of anybody else. I'd be want to spend a Monday <laughs> with than you. Thank you very Absolutely. much. It's Bridget my pleasure. From Bridget's Botanicals is here as well for our health and wellness segment. <laughs> and then Dave Thibodeau from Scott Brewing Company with Booze in the News. But first, let's do a TME News update. <laughs> And we'll start that right now. All right, your TME news update starts now. I'll tell you what, uh, cases of COVID are skyrocketing right now. And I'm very, very concerned about a shutdown on the horizon. And as you well know, in order to do a shutdown, you're going to have to get some kind of funding in. There's a f on the federal level, there's not a stimulus package on the way. I know right now in Congress they're talking about it. But uh, if it doesn't go through, it, you're going to be looking until uh, next year when Congress, the new Congress gets in, convenes. And so we need to be very careful. Do your part to make sure that uh, we're curbing that spread right now. It's a beautiful day outside, and this is when you need to support your restaurants. And uh, outdoor dining is still going. Indoor dining as well, but takeout and delivery and restaurant week is happening right now. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first on TME News, got to get in on this. There is a gentleman, and we've known this guy for some time. His name's John Elliott, and John Elliott passed away. Um, very sad story. Nine News did a piece on it. I want you to watch this Nine News piece and look at this headline that I'm showing you right now. The headline is, Denver bar owner dies after second battle with COVID-19, comma, cancer. Okay? Watch the news piece. We'll get back and talk about this. Regulars usually get their title because of the good company. You could go to his bars and out of nowhere you'd feel a hand on your shoulder. John Elliott was that good company at Streets Denver on Colfax and the many other bars he owned around town. Rob Rushing was one of his closest friends. He just wanted to know you. He was that kind of person. My name's John Elliott. We're here at Streets of London, soon to be known just as Streets. We met John as he was taking over the bar a couple of years ago, a bar that came with some unfounded rumors because of a few bad apples who used to drink there. You know, for those people, they're going to make the argument, oh, well, aren't you prejudiced against Nazis? Well, yeah. He took a stand on that. That kind of stuff's not welcome here. In fact, printed his stance on the front entrance. It was who he was. John was my most opinionated yet biggest hearted friend I've ever had. He showed his heart through a pandemic that crushed business. John cared so much. I honestly don't think he was trying to keep streets open for him. I think he was trying to keep it open so that those people could have a way to feed their families. He worked despite a year-long battle with cancer that ultimately met two battles with COVID. And this time, Rob says it came as John needed surgery. His body being so weak from the COVID and... Um, and his other battles that it apparently his body just gave up yesterday. Bars sit empty this year, hanging on for change. But when that comes, the company, for many, won't be quite the same. COVID is no joke, folks. Please, uh, please wear your mask. In Denver, Ryan Harrow, 9 News. 
Okay, yeah, COVID is no joke, obviously, but cancer is no joke as well. And I want to spend more time this moment talking about John Elliott and his friends and family. First of all, the condolences and Mr. Colfax really did so much. And Jay, we knew, knew him from Southside Bar and Grill and Hidden Idol and Streets of London. But John Elliott, one of those really service industry guys and had just a tough time with health. I say shame on you, Nine News, um, for perpetuating this hysteria in media. The headline that, that reads, Denver bar owner dies after second battle with COVID-19 and comma cancer, cancer being overshadowed by the COVID-19. It's like, did you hear about the guy that jumped out of, a parachute, of, of an airplane without a parachute? He died of COVID-19. It's a terrible thing that we're perpetuating right now, and I would really like to reel this in, especially as we're trying to come to the finish line with a vaccine um, and, and really just to hang on and wait. But to uh, further the hysteria within our community with headlines like this, uh, again, Nine News, I say shame on you for that one. Continuing on in the news, uh, this is a good one right here. Closings and openings, Pete's Greek Town Cafe, Jay. Man. What happened? It's on Colfax. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, I know. Pete it. Cantos, man. He was a, in 2019, he passed away. His family is, is going on with the rest of his restaurants. Pete's Greek Ta- Town Cafe, I've gone to many, many times. It's closed down. It's another, you're seeing the attrition now as Main Street really reopens and, and we're seeing what's happening to restaurants. But man, this is a great restaurant. Just like Zadie's that we talked about last Friday. Yeah. It, it's gone and the uh, only thing that lives is the memories. I, you know, it's, it's, it's terribly sad. I don't, I don't even have words for that kind of conversation. It's like, where do you go? You know, how do you, how do you try to make somebody feel better or how do you try to, uh, I mean, justify it? or any, I mean, we know why it happened, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, that's it. That's all you can do is say, well, I know why it happened, and it's unfortunate, and let's help small business. That space is up for lease, and we're seeing more and more closings happening. I can't wait, and it will happen when we're seeing the openings happen again. And that's the exciting part, and just like every uh, very demolishing fire, it leaves behind very fertile soil. And I think that that's what we're going to see. So Pete's uh, Greek Town Cafe, uh, thanks for the memories, and Mm. we'll see you on down the road. Continuing on, how do we get the most out of Denver Restaurant Week? I uh, printed this up, and I actually put a link on themoderneater.com. Today's blog post in our uh, f- uh, feature for today has all the information from today's show, but it also has Denver Restaurant Week. So they took it. Renownedly, it's been in February. They mm. pulled it up because they figured, well, hey, restaurants need all the help that they can get. They're right, right? Yep. Who's going and who's doing this? I have... Man, I need to dig into this a little bit more. Yesterday, and I said I wasn't going to name them and this, but it's consistent now. So the Hillstone Group, they have Cherry Creek Grill, and they also have, gosh, I want to call it Houston's. That's what it was. Do you remember? Do you know what it's called now? It, it's not Hillstone. 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 Uh, I called ahead to get an order. Right? Mm-hmm. They only take orders online. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't take my money. I was driving. I can't order online. That's a problem, especially when restaurants are really every single dollar counts. So I don't know what's going on with that, but you've got to be able to find a way to accommodate everybody right now. When you, hold on. When you say they wouldn't accept your money back up, I missed They wouldn't I, take my order online. Or, I'm sorry, they wouldn't take oh, my order with a telephone. Oh, they wouldn't take it over the phone. Okay, yeah. now, okay, that makes more sense to me. I was like, what the heck? Um, that seems pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. 
mm, I can see kind of streamlining your services and everything else, but every dollar counts. I put a post on Facebook and I didn't name the group just because I thought maybe it was just a lazy employee, but I did confirm on the corporate level that indeed they will not take an order uh, on the phone. So found that interesting. That's just an FYI for you guys who are looking to spend your dollars and support restaurants. On the scroll, this is a cool one, Jay. On the scroll. On the scroll, man. You do it every single day. I do it every single day. You scroll your timeline. Here's some cool stuff that people are doing within the industry. Frank Bonanno, man, check this out. Frank Bonanno, chef, is outside of Luca. He writes this post. If you pull into the parking lot on 7th and Grant at just the right time, you might find me with a tray of warm, homemade bread, and I would totally give it to you. There he is, chef's outside with bread on a tray. I, could you imagine that? <laughs> Pulling Man, Frank, into the alley, Frank Bonanno sitting there with bread, and he's like, here, you want some bread? I couldn't even imagine that. No, Frank, we're coming for you, though. I want him on yeah, the show. Yeah, let's see. I don't, I don't think he's in the alley today. Uh, also, Chef Alex Seidel, check this out. See this pottery, Jay? You need to do this. Why do I need to do You need it? a hobby. I have a hobby. Chef Alex Seidel, his hobby, here it is off of his Facebook page. Getting a little better, you might find a few of these pieces at Fruition Restaurant. First... I had to glaze and fire, excited what these will become. And truly, I mean, thankful pottery learning, my happy place, chefs, restaurateurs everywhere. Looking for a distraction, Chef Alex Idell, I want a piece of that pottery. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. All right, continuing on. Here's Chef Peter Round. It's a little teeny pick. Sorry about that. But uh, I want to congratulate Chef Peter Round, and so did Derek Figaro. He is the uh, CEO of um, Seattle Fish Company. That's right. Chef Peter Rowan. That's right. Join them as their corporate chef. What a great fit. Yeah. Another and, and, great Colorado company, uh, Seattle Fish yeah. Company. And uh, congratulations to Chef Peter Rowan. Continue on. Field to Fork. You know our friends at Field to Fork. Yes, I do. Jessica. Yeah. Look at this. Um, talk about the food chain. This is good food coming out of Palisade, Colorado. This is their garden mix. And hopefully you'll get a chance to uh, taste that deliciousness right there. Send your news tips or suggestions to me, Greg Hollenbach, at, or pff, Greg at themoderneater.com. I don't even know my email. Greg <laughs> at themoderneater.com. Send us anything that you would like us to cover and feature. We're doing our best to uh, help and collaborate with you and feature everybody in our community. We thank you for that. And... <laughs> That's your TME News Update. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. You're going to hear from some great Colorado uh, businesses. Uh, some of them are our sponsors. We would really hope that you um, check out some of their products and consider uh, buying from them. Completely, completely important right now to buy local as much as you can. No more of that money wandering. Keep it here. That's right. In your community. It's local. That's your TME News Update. Coming up next, we'll go in the kitchen and Basha Cohen, Little Man Ice Cream, and many, many more. It's the Little Man Ice Cream Company up next on the Modern Eater Show. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them. You're tasting them. You're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color, 
uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%, so they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badass. Hey guys, today. it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Watching the Modern Eater, and now back to the show. All right, with my friend and yours, Basha Cohen, Little Man Ice Cream. Here we go, holiday. Look at this. Look at this spread you put out here for us. I know it's good enough to eat, and it's good enough to wear. We have something for every <laughs> every occasion. At every Little occasion. <laughs> so I don't know whether you know it or not, but Basha will come to your house and do this. No, she won't. <laughs> I, I would probably do you that. Would consider <laughs> Me. If somebody wanted to do that. First of all, Little Man Ice Cream, talk about it. And I mean, you have so many things going on, but great locations, great Colorado company. Talk Thank about you. Little Man. Yeah, we have expanded enormously in the last three years. And um, wow. other than the fact that COVID hit right after we had opened our seventh location, um, and we've all struggled through some of that. We've been super lucky to have a really strong and loyal base community. of customers yeah. and community. And we've kind of tried to just reinvent everything that we're doing right now, in obviously with safety protocols, but also just trying to make magic out of thin air, where we used to do hundreds of events every summer and swing dancing and movie nights. We've converted to virtual bingo games. You can play virtual bingo every mm -hmm. Wednesday night with us which is a lot of fun, and just trying to think outside of the box. So we're in the middle of um, you know, our holiday launch. We'll mm -hmm. have trees out available um, in our tree lot at the Little Man Ice Cream facility on uh, 2620 16th. That's the Lohi location, oh, the cool. original can. That's fantastic. We'll also be selling them at Sweet Cooey's, which is our Congress Park mm -hmm. um, neighbor on 12th and Madison. And that's always a fun time because I think that this year, it's going to be a different kind of holiday, so it's about family. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm eating the microphone. <laughs> That's right. Um, but just trying to find ways to be safe. Um, you know, we have we have a catering arm. This this launch of all of our holiday flavors. It's eggnog and ginger snap and mm -hmm. pecan pie and caramel apple pie. Oh man. Um, we're going to make a Sunday today using our cranberry white or uh, white chocolate cranberry ice cream. 
but we've tried to think of ways with our catering arm to say, you know, how can you thank your friends, your family, your coworkers that you might not be working in the same office with right now. So really special price. So you can buy, you have to buy 20 mm -hmm. um, uh, pints, but it's cheaper than if you're just buying them singly. And mm. it's a great way to kind of show your love to people. For so. sure. Well, at the end of the day, it's all about the ice cream. It is. That's where the magic comes from. Absolutely. Is the ice cream. And, and you've built these great brands around the ice cream. Right? So let's do this. Let's dig in. I want to do some demo type of stuff. You're going to put something together for us. What are you going to put together for us today? Well, we are going to put together a, a what do we call it? A parfait <laughs> A Sunday parfait Monday. Sunday <laughs> on Sunday, on Sunday, Monday. That's right. Because today is Sunday, Monday. So uh, ice cream sundaes are such a classic and they're so easy to put together. Yeah. But it's something that everybody loves to do. Sure, look at and all these great yeah. ingredients you have here. I know, and the funny thing is I did a little research on parfaits mm -hmm. and you know, traditionally they were made with yogurt to make them lighter and fluffier. Okay. But there are plenty that are made with ice cream. Uh. I think we've figured out how to kill that. I don't know how you <laughs> could go wrong. And we have a, we have a new shop in uh, Park Hill called Dang, which if you haven't been yeah. there, you got to check it out. Let's but work and talk serve. while we're going yeah, here. Absolutely. All right. Dang. Right. Talk about Dang. While so we're Dang is a soft serve ice cream shop, and they are going to also do um, their own form of parfaits on National Parfait Day. Is that is an acu uh, acronym, Dang? Does that stand for anything, or is it just, just sit alone? Dang. Dang, yeah. It's Dang. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we want to make a Dang good holiday Sunday Let's right now. Let's do it. Um, so Really simple, simple ingredients. All of this is freshly made from our chef, uh, Sarah Parson and Sarah Hagee. So what you're going to need to make this seasonal white chocolate cranberry ice cream is the ice cream. Ta-da. You're going to need um, the spiced cranberry compote, which you can make at home, just like you make a regular cranberry. But we mix ours with orange juice and brown sugar instead of water and white sugar away to secrets. give it a nice kick. Yeah, well, you know, we got to share the love. I love it. And, um, and then we have the homemade brownie pieces and the homemade whipping cream. And then last but not least, caramel crunch pearls. Oh, man. Okay. And you really can't go wrong with your toppings, you can right? Do, you can do it with anything you, you want. Like. You can do it with whatever you like. But this, this has is gotten a little soft as we were, we're going. We're yakking, yeah. We're yakking. So first you take a bunch of the chocolate and you can shove it in wow, there just kind of give it a base back. all right and then it should be this perfect scoop so you'll have to forgive me but it's not because it's gotten a little wet and then we're going to take some of this beautiful cranberry sauce this is just almost think of this what? process as making a lasagna but with sweet, delicious stuff. I feel stuff. like a little kid. Right? Like, is it ready yet? Yeah, right? Okay, that looks good. And then and then we take another scoop. More of ice, ice cream. More ice cream. You okay, you got to keep have, it going. You can never have enough ice cream, right? So you get another beautiful, beautiful scoop of ice cream. You can throw on a few more cranberries as they fall off the table. Now talk <laughs> about fun with your friends right? and family too. And then where is our beautiful whipping cream? Okay, this homemade whipping cream is great. And as Sarah Hagee, our chef said, let it fall like gravity. So you just kind of let it exude its own mm -hmm. deliciousness. And then you throw some pearls on top and you can add some more chocolate 
on the side, and basically the more the merrier. Yeah, let it go. Right? Let it go. Mm -hmm. You can use, you can use, we have all these fabulous things like crushed peppermint. We've got little Christmas sprinkles if you're in the sprinkle spirit. And then all of these are, are things that we carry at Dang Soft Serve. Mm -hmm. So basically we have about 50 different toppings. And so you can pick any of the ice cream you want and you can throw all kinds of toppings. But these would be another way of doing a more traditional parfait with soft serve ice cream. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be available at our shops. Fantastic. Yeah. Are your shops open for folks to come in? Yep. Everything is open. We haven't had seating except at our um, low high location, but we are ha we do have some seating now at Dang, as well as at Sweet Cooies. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, we, you know, our our business model has changed a lot. We are selling a lot of pints yeah. for people that are you know sure. just want to be grab at home, and go. Yeah. right? And that's been fantastic. Uh, and I think that we hope to have a really wonderful holiday season. You know, this is always, yeah. this is sort of the end for us of the ice cream season. Sure. And it, go, it goes down a little bit yeah. during the cold Forget soup. You want ice cream. Well, speaking of soup, <laughs> yes. Sweet Cooies, we actually are doing soup now. <laughs> All right. And these cheesy brioche melts. Okay. So that's awesome. And wow. And dang which is also known for its french fries, we've started offering smothered fries. Unbelievable. So these like really delicious, delicious fries. Yeah. So, so name the locations again. Okay, so we have got Little Man Ice Cream, the original, the Little Man Ice Cream Factory, which is on West Colfax, and that's where we make Hillstone. this. Okay. We have Sweet Cooies in Congress Park. Yep. We have got Dang in Park Hill. Uh -huh. We have got Constellation, wow. which is out in what's now known as Central Park, yes. formerly Stapleton. And we have Old Town Churn, which is in Fort Collins. Oh my goodness. Every one of these places is so unique. Uh -huh. And so the design, not only is it beautiful to eat, but it's beautiful to look at. That's they fantastic. all have their own attitude. Well, uh, what's next? What can you do after this? What's next? You've got to have something up your sleeve. Uh, we always have something <laughs> up our sleeve. <laughs> I think there's only thing, one thing left to do. Eat. Try this I out. I agree. I agree. All right, Dig let's take in. a little bite of it. You can't just take a little bite. No, you have to have a big bite. <laughs> I love what you guys do. Thank you. That's it's amazing fun. stuff. Yeah, uh, check it out. There's, you've got to have a newsletter. We, we, do you have a uh, newsletter? We don't have a newsletter per se, but we do send out a lot of information, yeah. you know, when things are going on. So we're really kind of focusing, all of our efforts this year have been on helping in philanthropic ways. We raised $25,000 for Child oh, Help, which is a you. kids organization that deals with abuse. And we were really involved with the whole voting, you know, initiative. Mm -hmm. And we, um, had masks. There's an amazing company that it's called the Colorado Mask um, mm -hmm. Coalition that Debbie Ortega, who's the city council at large, sure. started. And so we were helping them to sell masks that kept many women in jobs during the pandemic. And so now we just kind of want to shift into more help in terms of food I and in it. terms of um, toy drives and coat drives and things to help people because it's a tough time. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Colorado companies right here. Thank Little you. Man Ice Cream. I don't know who hasn't had Little Man Ice Cream, but if you haven't, I encourage you to try the website. We have links on themoderneater.com mm -hmm. on today's blog. Best way to keep in touch with you guys, just check out the social media. Check out social media and you can always email me at basha at littlemanicecream.com. 
Basha at littlemanicecream.com <laughs> for all of your ice cream concerns, needs, and wants. That's right. She can take care of them. Thank you, Basha, so <laughs> much. You. Little Man Ice Cream. Give them a shot right here. Uh, again, another, it's just a favorite of the Modern Eater Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. Jay, do Aspen Baking, and then we will go into commercial break, come back. And I think, what's up next, Jay? Uh, Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing. So we'll do booze in the news next, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use, and then we'll end it up with health and wellness with Mitch Bridget from Bridget's Botanicals. All right, stick around. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, well, okay. Aspen Baking. My camera's not working over here, but uh, aspenbaking.com, you guys. That's where you go to get the most delicious Where's your camera? It's not working. I'm oh, no. to connect it, and it's not connecting. So that's all right. Keep showing ice cream. Yeah, that's good. I'll talk about bread, and you show ice cream. It's, it's, Aspen Baking. It's melting fast. <laughs> Aspenbaking.com. Since 1994, been baking the freshest bread in the city, you guys. Ooh. Chefs, it's, listen up. If you don't have uh, the time or the energy <laughs> to be able to do your own bread, Aspenbaking.com. That's where you go. They'll do it for you. Jeff over there has been putting in the work. Um, Aspen Baking. I, you know, I'm a bread guy. I don't need meat. I don't need cheese. I just need Aspen Baking. And uh, that being said, listen to Chef Kyle Mendenhall tell you a couple words about why he loves the modern eater. <laughs> I love the laugh. <laughs> like right now? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show.
Hey, Zach Kreider here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with the Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's All right, welcome back to uh, the Studio Kitchen Colorado. Everything that you need for today's show is on themoderneater.com. We'll get with Bridget and Bridget Botanicals here momentarily, but I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man with the plan. Do you know what he does? I don't. He installs tap lines. Oh. You know, that's important. What are, Pour oh that my beer, God. Right? Those are so important. <laughs> Just like the brewer intended it to taste, those are the types of tap lines, installs that he does. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, Jay? You're pouring your money down the drain. You don't want to pour your money down the drain. Too we, bubbly. <laughs> we need our money. If you're adding a line or maintenance, water, wine, beer, nitro, he's got you covered. Kombucha, too, Jay. You like kombucha. I do love kombucha. Everything comes through a tap. And that's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Here's how you get a hold of them. 720-272-3809. One more time. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Yes. Okay. Standing by for Dave Thibodeau. Trying to get him on a Zoom call. This bumps us up. And we can spend some time with you, Bridget and Bridget's <laughs> Botanicals. First of all, do I need to open this up? Um, sure, we can you? do it. Why do you stand back? They do back? scare me. Why? I'm, I'm always, not going to shoot it at you. I'm always you. afraid my eye's going to get Nobody's shot out. Nobody's going to get shoot your eye out. You sound like that. It's you like just, on the Christmas story. Look just like that, Bridget. That's how you do it. Oh, my God. Boom! That, that was right? a pretty good one. Was that impressive? That was that all right. That was pretty good. There Thank you go. You. Opened up for you. I don't know what you're going to use it for, but I want to do more of those. That means we have to drink that bottle. Okay, first of all, oh, yes. Bridget's and Bridget's Botanicals Health and Wellness. And Bridget, uh, first of all, her website is Bridget, Bridget's Botanical World, right? Yep. Dot com. Absolutely. Links on the modern eater dot com and just look for today's blog. You can see it right there. But Bridget, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little intimidated by this <laughs> segment. There's a lot of woman stuff going on now. Granted, I was raised by my mother and sister, so I might be familiar with some of this <laughs> stuff. 
but ease us into it. What do you do, Bridget? So I'm an herbalist. Okay. Also a sexual well-being expert. Aren't we all? I, I would hope so, <laughs> but I mean, there's always, always room to grow. You may and learn. need help. Okay. <laughs> and what does that encompass? I looked at your website. First of all, you've mm -hmm. got to go check out her website. It has so much cool stuff on there, but you deal with women's health, sexual vitality, feminine health, emotional well-being, menstruation, fertility, menopause. Do you deal with menopause at all? Because I mean, the sexual vitality set actually has some things in it that are good for men, too. Okay, so absolutely. guys, if you think this is not your thing, pay attention. <laughs> the ladies in your life, and also holidays are coming mm -hmm. up, and you got a lot of great offerings on that website as well. Thank you. Absolutely. So the shop yeah. has women's health, sexual vitality, well-being, travel. There's a couple of things in there that mm -hmm. for us are a little risque, but let's talk about it. Yeah, let's, dig in. let's dive okay, in. Okay, what are we going to do? So we're going to do a couple of things today. I have also for the everyone the cocktail bitter. So this is how I actually started, and my first time with you guys on the show was yeah. with Frolic. Back in the studio. Back in the in studio, yep. So that was the Frolic Cocktail Bitters, which is also an aphrodisiac, which makes it kind of exciting to blend up whatever type of drink you might need, spice things up, maybe new date, or who knows, maybe things are getting a little bit old, you want to bring it up the next level, wow. try something new. I mean, why not? So <laughs> a little help. And we have a bunch of different things. So my theme today for your holidays is that you can really use any of these in different types of drinks. And we're going to stick with a couple different types, but really you can use these things called tinctures. Mm -hmm. So like the Ignite, this is our libido booster tincture. You can actually use any of the tinctures that we sell on our website as pretty much like drink drops is how we're starting to call them. It's a little bit more friendly than tincture, which is the traditional term for its different herbs soaked in alcohol. And it's actually- mm, Can um, I smell? Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna smell like vodka. So vodka does bring out the best flavors and it is the most clear mm, of the alcohol. It smells so. better than vodka. Yeah, well, I should hope so. <laughs> lots, of the, lots of the different herbs in there. So you just so. slam that whole thing? Sure. No. no you don't. What do you do? <laughs> oh my gosh, you would probably like roll off the bed being like, I'm too. <laughs> okay. We'll go there in a little so bit. Maybe. But first, so what we want to do is okay, so we have the bitters, we have this other thing. This is elderberry syrup. Mm -hmm. I call it elderberry magic because of how amazing it is. And, you know, it really helps to boost your health during the holidays. Okay. So I'll talk Immune system? Immune system. Okay. Yep. So we'll, uh, let's make one of these first. I want to see what you think about the taste. We'll just do a little bit because, you know, I know you're working on the job right now. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so let's try this first um, with the frolic. So frolic is your aphrodisiac. It's a really fun. It, people don't know, have to know that it's an aphrodisiac, um, but it is a floral flavor. Just put a few little drops in there. Oh, you're going overboard. That's oh, just yeah. a little baby drink. It is a baby drink, but this will actually alter the flavor really nicely. I should have had you do it before and after, but okay. you'll be able to tell. Will you? There's okay. some lavender. Cheers. Rose. So this is going to give me all randy, huh? So this one's the slower acting one. It has Damiana in it, which is your top herbal aphrodisiac. But it's so tasty because it has florals with the lavender oh my God, yes. and rose. You just yeah. brought that Prosecco to a different level. It's a whole different flavor profile. Holy so cow, keep going. Load me up. Yeah. 
So that's what bitters can actually do is give you this whole different flavor profile. Absolutely. They balance. So like, you know, if you're using a whiskey or something, mm -hmm. you can make yourself. And actually, I was going to do well, a quick little whiskey, done. quickie with whiskey. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so we'll just grab this right here. People must be into this, Bridget. The viewership skyrocketed. I do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know. I mean... Bring out the Here we go. Whiskey time. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> All right. So this is supposed to be my little um, scoop for ice. So when you're doing a little old-fashioned, um, it's just some whiskey, simple syrup, and then you can add your bitter. So are you, you trying to make you don't have to finish that whole thing. Okay. I am. So typically how I do it, I like to do about two parts um, of the whiskey or bourbon, whatever it might be, rye. You have a few different little notes of flavor in there. Sure. And then with your bitters, we're going to use primal now. This is your um, main one that's going to be balancing. So we add about a half of a dropper full. That? Yep. That one is your mountain floral classic. Wow. Now that's a great bitter for... These bitters are perfect for an old-fashioned. Absolutely. So this one is one of my favorites. This is all available well. on your website? It is, and yep. That's fantastic. And these are the little gift set size. So that's what I would recommend for the holidays. Unbelievable. So Guys, listen up. Yeah. This is kind of a treat for you, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we're going to just do a little splash of, that was maybe more than a splash. I'll add some more whiskey to that really quick. Please do. But so about two to one. So two parts whiskey, one part the simple syrup and then a dash of your bitters. That'll give you a nice flavoring. Now, I didn't actually end up using the jigger for the. <laughs> not at all. I didn't. This is home <laughs> cocktailing right Homemade here. Homemade cocktails. So go ahead and give that a quick little taste. This is your old fashioned. It, it's just the, the general, you know, <laughs> the general one today. I just got some sugar on my fingers, they're very sticky. It might be really intense. I don't that's, <laughs> that's really actually a pretty damn good old-fashioned. Good. That's good stuff. The bitters just really make it. Yeah. Um, great. Cheers. I'm going to hang on to cheers. this. Cheers. Well, mind. yeah. I, I don't have one yet, but, you know, I'm going to make a different one really quick. What are you quick. making? So what else can you do? So digestion is the main reason why you want to do your bitter. So that's going to bring the healthy piece into cocktails. You can also do it with mocktails and really explore the different flavors. So pretty fun there. Um, now, the other piece, sexual health and wellness, right? right? This is our big winner here. So a lot of people come I'm to me for, for this area. Happen. I have no idea. <laughs> He's terrified. So we can either use, um, you can use, again, any kind of drink when you're using drink drops, a.k.a. a tincture. Uh -huh. This is not going in, so I'll just leave it there. Um, so we're going to use the Ignite. Now, Ignite is to boost your libido. But it also has so horny goat weed is one of the one of the herbs Come in again? that horny goat weed. Of course. Yep, I know it's a, it's an interesting name for an herb. I'm always like, that's really yeah. the name of the herb. Okay, all right. But um, it's pretty pretty good because it not only boosts libido, it also actually helps quite a bit with fatigue. Mm -hmm. So we experience fatigue during the. I should put. I'll just put a little bit of that in there for you, you too. So you're just squirting these all over. Yeah, <laughs> little drink this drops. Eight <laughs> night at Bridget's house. <laughs> Your uh, significant other must be really thrilled that you're into this business. I, I hope so. Hopefully he's watching. We'll <laughs> I'm see. I'm sure he is. <laughs> so we're going to mix that with some Prosecco. And really, you can do this with any of your drinks. Um, and actually, to top it off, 
We're doing a tea Prosecco. So you guys have heard of like tea cocktails, right? So the tea is actually going to be the sexual vitality, which is packed with a lot of nutrients too. So it has nettles, one of my favorite herbs because it's super nourishing. And I've been actually steeping this for about six hours or so. And that long steep actually brings out a lot of the vitamins and minerals in your tea from the different herbs that you're using, in particular, the nettles. No wonder you're glowing. I look at you and it's like, you're just, <laughs> healthy, just this healthy person in front of me. <laughs> but you, people say, okay, now, is this, you know, the placebo effect? Do you is try this? That? Well, I mean, I feel bad because I'm well, trying to. I'll make you one too. We have lots of glasses. Uh, but it, does it really work? Is what I'm sure people want to know. Yes, and there is a ton of amazing research in the last 15 or so years. So actually, uh, let's see, about 19 years ago is when sexual dysfunction first became a thing. People talked, started talking about it more openly. Um, Viagra has been around, and really the female community hasn't talked too much about that. And I used to do, and I still do, the in-home parties for women, mm -hmm. um, showing different toys, talking about sex health, stress, the impact of this, and the importance actually of- Rewind. <laughs> toys? <laughs> toys. Okay. The so little, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Test tubes. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Toys, uh, sexual aids. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And they Enhancers. do. Enhancers. Exactly. And you know, people with disabilities need different ways of using them and or people who have, just want to have fun. You have all sorts, I'm Mix imagining these bit. as like a toy. Um, cancer patients, there's like a lot of sex drive inability, like issues and different things that happen and stress. Where's my stress stopper? Stress is a major one that actually hurts your sex life. Um, so when I talk about just like toys and sexual aids or botanicals that will help boost your libido, mm -hmm. all of that is helping to address any kind of um, impediment that you are having, I guess. No, so. I mean, here's the thing. You, you hang out mm -hmm. with a delicious cocktail and you've got some good company. I, don't, I mean, just this alone, that's going to get you mm -hmm. well on the way to where you want to go. This yeah. is fantastic. Talk more about the website and what people can expect yeah, when they go there. Absolutely. So you'll find different kits that are there. And actually, the website is changing this week. I'm so excited. So we're doing a whole product revamp. Um, so you'll see like the sexual vitality kit, relax, nourish your relationships. And then also, this is our daily balance kit. That's going to keep you leveled out during the holidays, mm -hmm. help manage your stress, your sleep, keep you happy, keep you nourished some of those key elements but also the key a huge one is that sex health because a lot of people you know really rely on that for quality of health too mm -hmm. it's just not talked about a lot unless you read the scientific papers <laughs> you'll see the bitters you'll see the elderberry syrup you can make a cocktail with that that's going to help with the flu oh, delicious stuff. classes i need to update those but we're going to be doing some virtual classes and i have also a women's um, sexual health and well-being course so all sorts of things consultations, yeah. travel coming soon. It's halted right yeah. now, but lots of fun things on the website. Guys, I'll tell you what, and ladies, obviously ladies, once you find this, it's a treasure, but guys, you, you go, well, I don't know. I get, I get my lady something, but I don't know what to get her. It's just, mm -hmm. it boggles my mind. I'm stuck. This is what you can do. Order early, right? Are you in stock yeah. with a lot of this oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Especially, so the lubricant, I know it's not a food, but actually you can lick it off. It's made from coconut oil <laughs> infused with some goodies. Um, and 
also used as a massage oil. So double it up, enjoy, relax, have fun, stay hydrated, nourish those body parts, keep them healthy and happy. This is your holiday kit right here. <laughs> uh, Bridget's Botanical, again, links on themoderneater.com. Check out today's blog, everything you need to see there. I don't know, I'm thoroughly enjoying all of this. I don't want this segment to end. But just like everything else, it has to. Go ahead, check that stuff out. And we thank you for joining us here today. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> All right, Bridget and Bridget's Botanical. Bridget Malloy, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, coming back. I don't know if Dave Thibodeau's around, but there was a great piece in Forbes. And to be written up in Forbes, what an honor. And just... Um, Dave Thibodeau, Scott Brewing Company, his partners. It's a great story. Uh, any word from Dave? Yes, he should be standing by. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, Dave I Thibodeau mean, standing by. He'll be up yeah. next. Dave Thibodeau, Scott Brewing Company, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use is next on the Modern Eater Show. Hey, you guys. Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Come on. Come on. Uh, you know, we got that great facility over in Park Hill that yes. we really we want people to come over. Yeah. Try things out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. And so there's a lot of times where people will come to us. Justin Brunson, a great example. I was over at uh, River Bear yesterday mm -hmm. and I said to him, just give me your dream. Yeah. You know, tell my organization what yeah. it is you want your dream to be and sure. how you want to get there. And then we'll figure out how to get you there. Okay. Because there really isn't anything that can't be done realistically. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about Canberra, yeah. we talk about all the Middleby brands, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Pitco, Blodgett, you know, Turbo Chef, you know, these are best in class brands. Glass Tender, we were just talking about earlier, Wonder Bar, Steelite, Dexter, I mean, American Metalcraft, you just go on down the line. We have best in class brands. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're able to really answer anybody's need. And that's why I always tell everybody, tell me what your dream is. Hey, and welcome back to the show. The Modern Eater Show continues from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Right now, boy, I had such a fun segment. That the yes, that was health and wellness. Just so you know, Bridget's Botanicals. Yes, health and wellness. it looked healthy to me. It didn't it look great? Looked super great. That is, um, I don't know. She's one heck of a woman. Let's continue on. Dave Thibodeau joins us. Scott Brewing Company. I think he is in the Dave Thibodeau office. How are you, Dave? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh man, better. Good to see your face. Yeah, I uh, I think I figured out the problem. I think Zoom just uh, came out with Zoom 5.0 today, <laughs> and my computer started updating it when I opened it. The Zoom update, yes. Everybody yeah. encounters the Zoom update as so, we do that. I'd much rather be seeing you. No, no sweat. I'd much rather be seeing you in person, uh, but we got you on Zoom here, and I want to do this. First of all, um, just an amazing article, and I have links to this Forbes article on themoderneater.com in today's show blog. Uh, but first of all, just congratulations, Dave. I, I love you and what you do and just hard work from you, your partners, your staff, and everybody within the Scott community. So I wanted to start with congratulations. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Uh, first of all, I want to, this is just a little bit of uh, housekeeping. I called you the other night, it was Sunday and probably late, and you're like, what's Greg calling me for this late? But we need to do the comic book uh, with you narrating it. We have to get that done. Okay. It's a, <laughs> such a cool comic book. Do you have that nearby? 
I do have a copy nearby. Can you grab it real quick? Yeah. Yeah, check this out. This is the comic book, and I'm trying to get Dave Thibodeau to narrate this. He says he has a digital version of it, but look, here's the comic book, and it's just so cool. This brings me back nostalgic from my youth, reading comic books, and uh, there it is, a copy of a... Tales of the Legion of Ska. Now, you said you had a digital version of that, don't you? I do. Um, we, we need Uncle Dave's uh, story time. And then we can do the, uh, you know, Z-Ray Specs. <laughs> better than X-Ray Specs. Man. Way more better than Y-Ray Specs. Can you tur- turn to the ad that I love the most? It's uh, Dreaming the Dream, the Sleep. don't want to do things want to not do things go to sleep (laughs) sleep is the new do stuff (laughs) sleep is the new do stuff i love that because sleeping is just like one of my favorite pastimes is going to sleep because you never know what's going to happen it's more exciting than my regular life so we're going to do that as a project okay let's jump to this um Forbes article, and basically it just talks to, about um, the life and times of Ska Brewing Company, and I really appreciated the layout of it, and it got some great quotes from you as well. Again, the link on themoderneater.com, or just Google Ska Brewing and Forbes, it'll come right up there in the news section. But it starts out with living in a VW bus. Is that true, Dave? It, it is. Our, uh, that pretty much that whole first year or right in there that we started back in 1995, I lived, I didn't have a home. I lived in my car, which was a VW bus at the time. So it was a uh, 1981 with a Westphalia package. So it was, although, although it wasn't bad, it wasn't as cool as living in a van is now, which which I kind of do again now. So it seems as though maybe I've come full circle. I love it. I love it. But you also talked about in early days, just trying to brew enough beer so that you would be invited to brew to beer festivals and trade outs for rooms because the rooms most of the time uh, were a little more luxurious and accommodating than the VW van. Dude, uh, honestly, that was a, that was a discussion we had leading into the the serious uh preparations to try to open a business we talked about it for a number of years before before it actually seemed like it could become a reality it really seemed like a pipe dream to open our own thing um not only because we didn't have any knowledge but uh we didn't have any money and it just kind of seemed a far-fetched idea um but yeah those you know we went to a lot of those when that first kind of wave in the early nineties of, of craft breweries was really hitting and a lot of, a lot of what are now Colorado's more well-known regional breweries, Avery, Left Hand, Odell, New Belgium, um, first got rolling. We, uh, we spent a lot of time going to the different festivals throughout the mountain towns and we spent a lot of money obviously. And we never really, we would just pile in a hotel room or a friend's house, or even in some cases, just somebody's house um, without ever even knowing whose it was and sleeping on the floor going to festivals because we love beer so much. And that, that really got us talking about, you know, our weird little home that we live in. This is 
before I lived in the bus was the the hotels you get in exchange for the kegs you donate to a festival at the time. Generally, a hotel room was much nicer than than the places we we lived when we were you know in our early twenties. So that was the idea: like start a brewery so we can attend the festivals for free and sleep with better accommodations. I love it. And was it one of those fake it till you make it, and you just wanted to hang out with the other brewers and breweries and maybe someday you would be held in the same esteem of them? Or what was the thought process? Was it truly just you wanted to drink beer with other people at beer festivals? Yeah, I don't know that the with other people part was any was any part of it. We just wanted to drink beer. <laughs> I didn't really care who with. Yeah. Um, How many years ago was no, that? No, no, we got, uh, you know, we, we kind of, they mentioned this in the article too, but, but, but both Bill and I, who I started it with, and then Matt joined us a year later, um, we grew up, you know, just down the road from, from Coors and a lot of our friends, parents worked for Coors. And, uh, and so there was always like this beer thing to our life. Um, we used to go to like my family used to go to Montana every summer and we would bring they didn't have Coors up there at the time. We would bring Coors up there. We'd throw like 10 cases of Coors into the car to bring up to my dad's friends in Missoula every year. And those guys would get a bunch of Rainier made just, you know, over the hills into in Washington. And we'd bring back, you know, 10 cases of Rainier. So we had this cannonball run thing going. We had the Coors neighborhood going. Um, and we were always really into beer. And then it turned out, and I've told you guys this story, but but my dad had been homebrewing since 1969 and he, he quit homebrewing in about 1980, but, but we ran across his homebrew logbook in the mid eighties when I was in high school and realized that we could, we could make beer with stuff he could buy at the grocery store. So, so we got into beer pretty early. We were total party kids at first. It had nothing to do with great beer, but then, uh, I think the first real good craft beer where that was actually for sale at the retail level we had was Boulder beer. And it actually came in a little wooden crate and had a little neck tag explaining why there was sediment in the bottle of the, in the bottom of the bottle. But those, that was, you know, the mid eighties was where we realized there's, wow, there's better than, than fizzy yellow beer. You know, of course now, Fizzy yellow beer is my favorite, as long as we make it. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting too because uh, the beer that you you told me a few times, the beer that you first brewed, you, you thought was terrible. It was just not good beer. Not good, not good at all. <laughs> Thank God we weren't in in it for the the t- flavor of the beer uh-huh. or even the taste of the beer at the time. It did have alcohol in it. Yeah. Then fast. Fast forward, and, and the Durango community, which, I mean, really, that's your roots. Um, why Durango? Why'd you pick Durango? Um, well, uh, in all honesty, we had, Bill had gone to school here after high school. Um, we went to high school at Wheat Ridge, and uh, he came here his first year, and I went to school in Greeley my first year, and then Bill transferred to UNC, and I took off to go ski in the mountains, and uh, but so Bill got to know Durango pretty well. And we had a couple of other friends that came here too. And I spent the next two summers after Bill left, um, just living in Durango with, uh, with friends that were going to college down here. And 
And I really got to know the place and kind of really fell in love with it. And it's, you know, it's amazing. You guys have been here quite a bit, but, but a lot of people in the front range, either they, they know how far it is and they've never been here, or they think it's oh, just around the corner, which obviously it is not. It's about a six and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all those reasons, it's, it's actually pretty appealing. You still get to be, you know, in the best state in the nation. And uh, but you get to be kind of far removed from where the freeways cross. Couldn't agree, <laughs> couldn't agree more. And um, in retrospect, wow, I couldn't think of it as any other place that you would want to be. Now, growth and expansion. You went into the distilling world and into Palisade, Colorado. I mean, why not just stop at beer? What, what made you want to get into spirits as well? Was that Bill's passion? Yeah, it was really Bill. Bill and uh, another friend, Rory, um, Rory Donovan, the two of them, we made, a, we made a still at the brewery out of kegs. And this was early 2000s now. And, uh, and those guys used it at home quite a bit and got to learn quite a bit. And then we all went and took some classes at Michigan State University and got really interested in the idea of opening a a commercial distillery in Colorado. And there, there wasn't one yet. Um, the first one would actually be Stranahan's and, and a, another one that came and went, I don't think it was actually a real distillery. It was in Colorado Springs and it was just vodka, but all they had was, was an office. They didn't actually distill anything there, but uh, Stranahan's got rolling and we got rolling right about the time they were actually able to release their first whiskey. But in those two years that they were aging it, um, no other distillery had opened up. And then we opened uh, right around the same time as another distillery called Peak Spirits, which is which is a guy named Lance up in uh, in the Western Slope that has, also has Jackrabbit Hill Winery. Um, and so the two of us opened it about the same time, you know, kind of on the heels of Stranahan's. But but in the meantime, we got to know, well, we actually already kind of knew uh, the owner of Stranahan's and where some of the uh, investment came from because there was a relationship there going all the way back to the Flying Dog Brewery, which, of course, used to be in located in Denver. So um, those guys helped us get going and they were great friends. And it was it was, I think. To answer your question more directly, I think the I. I think it was just that we were learning something new. We were very excited about it. We're, we're still obviously get excited about what we do every day, which is, which is what drives us, even if it's not always the best idea. And uh, so it was, I think it was just learning something new, being at the forefront of something and being excited about it and really, uh, really kind of taking it to a level, you know, for, for, I guess, a, a group of people as young as we were, it was unusual at the time. And it's just, that's the way our brains work. It's Mm kind of hard to stop. Like every time we have a good idea, you almost, we almost have to act on it. Or I shouldn't say good idea, any idea. Interesting. Now, why Palisade though? Why, why not Durango? Well, you guys have spent some time um, in Palisade, I believe. The wild west. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of asking a question that I believe you probably know the answer to, but but Palisade is something else. And that Palisade Grand Junction area is one of, uh, I think, only two actual 
viticultural designated areas in Colorado, the other being McElmo Canyon, which is Southwest Colorado, not far from us. But Palisade is really well known for its fruit. Um, it was very much, obviously, the Palisade peaches. And then not far away, you have Olay the sweet corn. So both, uh, both fruits and vegetables that we could make spirits out of. And then pears, apples, cherries, apricots. And what's great about Palisade is it's, it's high desert and you get a, uh, you get pretty big temperature swings. It gets pretty cold at night, although really warm during the day. And those fluctuations can really help like increase the sugar content in certain fruits. Like that's why the Palisade peaches are so sweet mm-hmm. and they have a, they have that special characteristic because that, that sugar is just concentrated in the fruit and it makes for great spirits. So we really wanted to be located as close to the farmers as possible. And it's, it's no, no lie when I say that they literally can drive their forklift from the field right up to our front door with a tote of peaches that they may not have been able to sell that day, but will be too ripe to sell the following day. And we can make spirits out of them and start fermenting them with the yeast on their own skins, the wild yeast, like right at that moment. And that's, that's something that, yeah, that's, I think that's what really makes us unique at peach street up in Palisade is that access to the, uh, it's true grain to glass, um, distillation for us. And and when you talk about the terroir the taste of the region, I think the peach street really was able to pull all of that in and and really it shines within your spirits as well Uh, another interesting move is boulder colorado and then taking both of these concepts and putting them together this past year and i think you were open what 11 minutes on march 17th of 2020 was your big opening date for ska street brewstillery and uh then shut down because of covid but there it is you get into um, both the, the beer and the spirits being featured, but then this great culinary program that comes together to where now you're in food as well. Talk about um, the Scott Street Brewstillery in Boulder and why you chose Boulder, Colorado. Oh, that's, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's all kind of bittersweet because of, because of COVID, obviously. This was kind of the, uh, the culmination of a dream we had had uh, with Peach Street and with Ska Brewing we, we always wanted to do something. We, we, we have certain synergies and we do a lot of things together. And some of our sales people sell both products and we're distributed through the same wholesaler. And it, it, we've always had an idea that there was a good way to combine the two businesses that, uh, that we think would really offer something unique. And then I think taking the knowledge and the experience that we've learned over, you know, 25 years at SCA, 15 at Peach Street, um, we could really create something special. And I think for us, you know, my partner, Bill, went to uh, he went to see you when he left Fort Lewis in Durango and and I went to Metro down in Denver. But we we spent a lot of time homebrewing up at CU. And back then when they used to have the Halloween mall crawl, um, I don't know how many uh, of your folks might remember uh, remember that ridiculous scenario. 
<laughs> I was I was on the telephone poles, man. Are you kidding me? Uh, that, yeah, me too. What a ridiculous <laughs> gathering that was. And, of course, it was shut right? down at some point, but just wall to wall on the mall. And, uh, I mean, it was man. people watching. It was like it was it was everything combined. It was Mardi Gras, Vegas, anything that you could and, and then get in costumes and then put everybody on the mall. But I, I look I look fondly backwards on those times and I just think what mayhem and craziness. So you're right. That's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, you can't, if you went to any of those, like those will sure your memory of the, the, the evening in particular might be a little fuzzy, but the experience overall was unlike anything. I think we'll probably experience any place else in our lives. It was completely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a shame it got shut down. It was obviously because it just got too out of control, but the memories we have of those years and those days there are something else. And that, I mean, clear back when we were in early high school, we started going there and then through Bill going to college there and uh, man, it was a lot of fun, but you know, we just, we grew up just down the road from Boulder. So Boulder was, you know, 40 minute drive away, maybe 30 minutes for Bill. And, and it was just a special place. And it, it's kind of always, it's the demographic is not unlike Durango. It's just a lot larger. Uh-huh. And I think for us to execute the concept of the Scott Street Bruce Dillery, we needed a bigger population base and we wanted to go for it. We wanted a bigger restaurant. Our chef Travis is is something else. And you guys have actually done a Unreal. beer dinner there yes. and show. So you've you've tasted what what he can do. And uh I think it was we just wanted to do something that set ourselves apart, not only in structure with the brewery and a distillery in one pub, but I think with super high-end food as well as high-end spirits and high-end beers, but still total ska, Peach Street vibe and family, you know, like just, just fun, but, but over the top as far as quality goes. And yeah, it's a, it's a triple threat. And just an immersive experience when you got the beers and the cocktails, the spirits and the food. It's a culinary delight. Uh, Travis, is hats off to him. If you haven't been to Scott Street Brewstillery, you need to do that. And you guys have never been really tethered by traditional thinking or inside the box. You've really just pushed that away. And your forward thinking brings me to this question of why cans back in the early days when everything craft was really in bottles where where did the can concept come from and you guys just really did it and ran with it and unapologetically um just killed it with cans yeah in in all honesty um it was we were we were at the very forefront of the can thing and although we did we did really move on a large scale into canning before most of the country Um, for that first, gosh, almost probably eight, five, five years, six years, we, uh, we only had one product in a can. Uh, Um, so Oscar blues started in late 2002 and then we were early 2003. So as far as craft breweries go, we were the second to actually brew and can our beer and then for a number of years, we had just bought a bottling line in two, early 2003, late 2002, and and had just started to expand our distribution footprint. And that was going really well for us. And then, but we had, 
had to just jump on this can thing because not only was it kind of novel and fun, but it was, it actually did make sense to us as, as Colorado lifestyle people, you know, we like biking and camping and, and obviously the river and, uh, and just the places that cans could go, the lighter package, and then the, the overall quality of the beer, I think people had this notion that, that cans were a lower quality beer, but that didn't have any basis in reality. Mm -hmm. That was simply because we were led to believe that over years. And then when yeah, marketing, right? Product. I mean, a lot of folks like Heineken and those uh, Corona, those types of brands would really market towards that way. But in reality, the, the transference of the sunlight through the beer wasn't the best for the beer quality itself. So cans really uh, proved to be a better option. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big beer spoilers is, is that sunlight. Um, so you get UV light in there and that's you know, when you drink, you mentioned Heineken, when you drink one of the, we drink one of those beers, especially like a lighter lager, which is what most of them are that come in a green bottle, you drink something in a green bottle and that skunky flavor, which, you know, people, a lot of people are aware of what it is now, but that's a light struck flavor that comes from light getting through that glass. And although amber or brown glass blocks it better than clear or green, it doesn't block it entirely. And the effect and the, the reaction is almost immediate as soon as it sees that light. So, and that's one of the bigger bo beer spoilers in the package. So getting that factor out of there with a can is huge. Oxygen is another big one. And so it really comes down to having the right equipment. If you can, mm -hmm. if you can get as low oxygen levels on your canning machine as on a bottling machine with those two factors taken care of, it's almost a no brainer. And I think that's really why canning has, yeah, completely or completely exploded, you know, a while back. And it's, uh, you know, it's our preferred package. It, when we've, when we finally moved the rest of our portfolio into cans, we just, we just did away with bottles entirely. And really at the end of the day, you probably, if I was to guess, it was as simple as you just wanted to take cans to parks and, and recreational areas and be safe about it and have just your delicious beer with you. <laughs> that that's a lot of it and that's the durango lifestyle you know for us i think in particular i remember it being we started playing hockey after we were too old to probably start playing hockey but you'd finish your game you know they you only get the ice when you're in an adult hockey league in a little town you only have access to the ice in the middle of the night so we would play games at 10 30 get out of the locker room around midnight and you'd be so wound up from playing hockey which is not incredibly it's the exercise you get playing hockey is over the top for those of you who don't know but it wears you out and amps you up at the same time so you can't go to sleep so for us standing in the parking lot of the hockey rink drinking beer in the middle of the night with a with a can instead of a bottle just being able to smash it throw it back in the cooler with the whole team or both teams the team you just played as well that was where we really realized personally what the benefits were and uh and the cans went over well it was a good launching spot for us playing hockey in the middle of the night drink a beer in the parking lot uh, one of my favorite colorado brands if not my favorite colorado brands it's ska brewing and dave thibodeau here with us uh just one more from me man and and here it is 
I, I have to imagine. So with the Skagwa, I'm wondering, mm. what, what's next? What, what, you guys have to have something cooking up right now. Is it in, it's, I can't even imagine. What would it be? I'm trying to think. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question, Greg, as all of your questions have been today. Was, it's nice to see that you prepared something. <laughs> <this time. laughs> I, uh, Thanks, I don't really know the answer to it. I don't really know the answer. We're, I think, you know, instead of something brand new, it's interesting right now. And it's, I mean, a lot of it is pandemic related. We're, we're, so, we're so uncertain of what outside factors could come literally out of nowhere um, and change the plan. And obviously we're a little gun shy after Boulder. Mm -hmm. We are still open, you know, but it's obviously very limited capacity. Please don't close that. It's too soon. No, 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 we gotta make it. We'll make it, we'll make it through to the vaccine and, and until spring and the weather starts to get warm again. But in the meantime, we still have two big outdoor patios and, uh, and they have, they are heated. And we are doing curbside and to go. So you can get that at the Scott Street Brewstillery website. Um, more information there. But it 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 I think I think everything is focused on keeping that place alive right now and, and trying to garner whatever support we can. And I mean it, actually in all honesty, I was just writing our our not our some of our newly elected legislators and some of our uh, previously elected legislators um, about relief due to covid particularly for the restaurant industry right before i hopped on the call with you guys ah you're writing a uh, a letter to hick huh writing a letter to hick (laughs) writing a letter to gardner even though he's kind of stuck in a lame duck session right now and also uh senator bennett and then um and then our our colorado uh legislators as well so kind of trying to hit everybody and see what what we can do to really help out our our industry yeah because it's not just us no and you guys know that because that's obviously been your focus for quite a few months now trying to help out and get people to understand how important their support is Absolutely. for the food service industry and uh so that's actually what i was doing so i think i think in the in the immediate future our focus is going to be on the survival of the bruce dillery in boulder yeah and uh and, and really yeah, trying to, try, and then, I love it. Spring, so, want to come out of the gates, you know? No, I dig it, man. And you guys do such a great job. I can't wait for the next 25 years of what you're capable of. And uh, knowing you, the uh, the vegetable veganator out there, you're going to live to be 180. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, now, as soon as I get COVID, I'm probably going right no, down. There's know? not even a chance. So it, it, it's in, so beer. Okay, you guys do beer. Great. In Durango. Then the distillery in Palisade. Then the, the morphing of the two in Boulder of Scott Street Brewstillery. So at Peach Street, you have to make all of your accoutrements within the distillery. You can't serve any al- outside alcohol alcohol and booze and and that type of or can you am i well we can now um and that's a change we had to make in our licensing uh in order for for us to do the scott street brewstillery project we had to switch our license in palisade from a dis from a uh manufacturer's distiller's manufacturer's license to a distillery pub license oh my god that's so, fantastic yeah we now have a full liquor license at Peach street that's great um, so they're serving ska beers and and uh, by the same token down here in Durango at Ska Brewing, 
we are now serving Peach Street Spirits. That's great. That's great. Oh, yes. I want to encourage you to do one thing. So we had Bridget from Bridget Botanicals in here today, and she had some tinctures of some great stuff. But number one, they're bitters. These bitters get you horny, Dave. <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight up. Bridget, come over here. You can testify to this. Does for, she have a stick mic? For some reason, I don't. <laughs> uh, Dave laughed like he doesn't need it. You know what I mean? He's Dave, like, do you yeah. still get horny? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I don't need bitters. <laughs> you don't need you don't need bitters at all. So Bridget, she made me a delicious old fashioned. I got to tell you, Dave, you if you were here right now, it'd be over, man. Oh, it would be over. That's exactly what I need right now. I, uh, this is a crazy well, Monday. Here I am. Uh, say say hi to Bridget. There we but, go. But Bridget, um, here, take this half. Hey there. I don't know if we can oh, share yeah, this. So I can hear you. Uh, I know we can't hear. Right. Okay, there you go. We're here sharing. We go. All right. Hi there. Say hi, hi Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. So, <laughs> what an exciting way to bring me on back on. I show. know. Bridget made me a delicious old fashioned, but I'll show him that some of these um, because truly maybe this is something that Dave would either order or figure out how to put up in Boulder because I know those college kids, man, they love stuff like this. Right Look here. at these bitters, Dave. <laughs> They're delicious. Nice. <laughs> They're wild world flavors. Uh, so make sure you go. So, uh, you know, Miss Thibodeau, she might appreciate it if you go online <laughs> to Bridget'sBotanicalWorld.com and see some of these things because uh, I'll tell you what, this is the stuff you want to get the ladies this year for Christmas. <laughs> yes, it's the frolic in particular. Can we just send him a gift? I'll, I'm going to buy we one. Should. I'm going to buy. Dave, <laughs> these are coming for you, right? All right. All right. I expect, All right. I expect another kid in the Thibodeau family after this, though. <laughs> On the way. <laughs> I love kids. We don't, Dave. we don't need that to happen. <laughs> we don't. How is the family? How's your daughter? Oh, she's, she's doing great. Her, her school just got, uh, she, she was going to a hybrid model and, she is now at home full time. There is no more in person school in Durango. No more in person school. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're racing towards the finish line. Everybody trying to hang on. How's the weather in Durango, by the way? You know, this week it's supposed to be beautiful. I just, as you guys know, I'm tr trying to ride my bike all the time, and I just got off a bike ride um, earlier today, and it was not a cloud in the sky, mid fifties. And I think it's supposed to stay that way all week, and then hold front. Hopefully, moving in this weekend. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of things for you for have, Dave if, you I, got if I could. For yeah. Dave? Hey right. Dave. Uh, hey, how you doing, Jay? Jay Parker here, uh, the Modern Eater okay. Show. Um, one, how many goals have you? What's the most amount of goals you scored in one hockey game? I'd really like to know that. And two, I'll let you think about that on how much you want to fudge that answer. But uh, and then two, how much does a case? Of, uh, not a case, I'm sorry, a pallet of watermelon scagua cost. Because if it's under $60, $70, I'm going to ask you to ship that to my front door because I can't get enough. Well, first of all, Jay, do you know what an enforcer is when it comes to hockey? An enforcer. They that would be in to beat people's heads in yeah. when they're <laughs> misbehaving. And so Dave just Remember, gets... I'm... I may have girth, but I'm only about five feet tall. Are you? What, what <laughs> position do you play in hockey? I uh, forward. I pl actually played all over the place, everything but goalie. Um, I did score to answer Jay's first question. Maybe two goals in one game, which is probably a uh, 
a lie by about a hundred <laughs> double what I've actually scored in a game. So good, Bridget. So well, I mean, I was, it, it's I mean, I it, inside of my team. head, it's not a hard number to remember. Like for example, I hit five hundred in high school baseball, but I remember without a doubt that I only had six at bats. You know, which is something I leave out of the conversation when when that part comes around. But um, okay, well, two goals. You know, all right, two goals is good. It is probably one. You know, it's, it's probably, probably one, one hundred percent. I jump into two, yeah. but you have scored a goal. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That part, but I was, about. I will say, in all honesty, I, I was probably the worst person on our team. Sorry, <laughs> you were getting good exercise. Uh, okay, the Skagwa question. Uh, first, of all, t- tell people what Skagwa is. Skagwa is our sparkling water, and it's um, we first started making it actually before we even built our what is now our, we call it our world yes. headquarters, uh, where the brewery is currently housed. But, but early on, you know, as, as we started to grow from younger punks into completely responsible adults, we realized that we couldn't just have a beer in our hands all day long. So <laughs> we decided to make something without alcohol in it and put it on tap in the brewery. So actually... Long before I ever even heard of something like LaCroix, we were making slightly flavored sparkling water and we always just had a tap in the brewery and we would do cranberry and lime and we always just had it for free for anybody who wanted something non-alcoholic at the brewery and we still do. Uh, It's available on tap in the tasting room, Um, but we started canning it a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, it isn't distributed throughout Colorado. It's only in southwestern Colorado. Um, but yeah, it's just non-alcoholic sparkling water. Comes in grapefruit, lemon, and let me watermelon. let me give you a, a you know a personal endorsement. Not that you want it or anything else, but as somebody who gave up alcohol for a while ago, and a lot of people know that it's like I can't get enough of sparkling water. Right? I try to stay away from soda yeah, because that's just as yeah. you know terrible in its own right. And so, but the bubbles are my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I drink the Lacroix and the and the Perriers and 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 all of them. And I'll tell you this much, man. And I'm not. BSing you, whatever's in Skagwa, and specifically the watermelon one. I don't know what it is, man. Not much, right? Right. It's it's their sparkling water is absolutely refreshing and delicious. Ten times over the the Lacroix stuff you get in the. I'm I'm just telling you. All right. Hey, appreciate that, Jay. Bridget, what would you put in the uh, the uh, Skagwa? Which one? Probably the frolic. The frolic that has the lavender, rose, Damiana. That would be really good. I actually have a picture, literally, with one of the sparkling waters when I was boating this summer with my frolic. I was like adding frolic to the sparkling water. Now, Dave, <laughs> you're you're an outside the box thinker. Why not serve something that'll get you horny down there in Durango? Why oh, not? I, uh, I have no opposition. To it's that. called beer. <laughs> I'm all for horny. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with that. Well, we're going to send you a care pack. You don't, you won't, but it's delicious. You taste it. And then also, I don't know, I think that'd be a, a great creative idea for you guys to a uh, little, little bit of droplets inside of your water. Some fun drink drops. <laughs> Some fun drink yeah, drops. Man. Dave, I always love catching up with you, man. Um, I got to ask you about the shirt that you're wearing just because I'm in love with it. Could you stand up, please? Yeah. What do you got going on there, babe? Wrangler. I got it at the Cowboy store the other day. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah. He's got pearl buttons that snap. I see that. The snap-offs. Yeah. That's good. And what hat did you choose to wear today? <laughs> What's that? What hat did you choose to wear today? 
Oh, this is the Ska Brewing 25-year anniversary hat. That's pretty sick. For, do they? Are, do you have those available in a flat bill? Uh, no. This one's kind of it's the rounder thing. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> are the rounders coming <laughs> back? Yeah, that's. I was going to ask you about the rounder things. And I'm like, you know, no, yeah, I'm, flat. You know, I'm a flat bill guy. Um, but this one, I kind of, I don't know. It's, it's well, it goes with your shirt. Yeah, it matches the shirt yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I couldn't walk into the cowboy store with a with a flat bill hat on. They'd have punched me. So, <laughs> I was going to say Dave finally got that piece of property. With yeah, I should have actually had it like this. Yeah, the trucker. Yeah, the trucker hat. We oh, want you to. Yeah, parked Big outside. Belt I, have, yeah. I have a tiny belt buckle. You're neutral this yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, cheers, my friend. Uh, cheers, you guys. Yeah, love everything that you do, and we look forward to seeing you back down in Durango uh, sometime real soon, but for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I appreciate you guys having me on. Good to talk to you, as always. Yeah, Dave Thibodeau, Scott Brewing Company. Cool. Dave's cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Love Dave. I talked to Dave more. <laughs> yeah, she would talk to Dave more. <laughs> Bye, Dave. See you guys. That's Dave. Later, okay, we're going to wrap things up. We'll take a break, come back, wrap things up, and then, uh, I don't know, get another plug yeah. for you. Okay, Bridget Botanicals here with us. We'll uh, wrap it up, come back to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them. You're tasting them. You're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi. Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery. Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me, I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Watching the Modern Eater, and now back to the sh Wow, had so much fun on the show today. I think this is kicking in, Bridget. Get your microphone. Where's your microphone? What'd you do? You got it? Here's the microphone. Yeah, there I can't you go. hear anything, though. What a great myself. lineup. Again, uh, Bridget's. 
botanicalworld.com, right? Yeah. And then you can look it up uh, also on the Modern Eater. We have Jump Across Links. This is, again, this is great gift ideas, ladies, for yourself too, but um, other things as well. Yes. The fun stuff. The fun things. Thanks for joining us here today. This is so fun. The Thank cocktails you. were amazing. Excellent. You're amazing as always. I don't know I how know. you're going to beat this. <laughs> you're like, I know. Thank you. I know I am. Jay, what's coming up on Wednesday? Wednesday, we are going to be at Elevation Food Service Reps with Mr. Rich O'Brien and Chef Harold Sims. And uh, just a little reminder on Chef Harold, he won episode two of Cooking with Cooked with Cannabis on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Big winner. And a very talented young chef. Looking forward to that. Rich O'Brien, Elevation Food Service Reps. Elevation Food Service Reps in the kitchen. If you have a kitchen like this, he'll get you anything that you need. Nice. He can outfit your kitchen. Nobody You're can very fun. You Sorry. Nice. <laughs> nice. I said nice. So we'll be over there at Elevation Food Service Reps. Again, Elevation Food Service Reps, who brings you in the kitchen every single day at Studio Kitchen Colorado. And Harold Sims cooked with cannabis. This is kind of an... Maybe he can yeah. cook with... I mean, you could do all sorts of stuff. A lot of these things. And I actually um, was doing wholesale to an elderberry. I was providing elderberry syrup, and then they put their CBD in it. So lots of options. You can do a ton of stuff. A lot of people think this is CBD, but it's not. I use 80 other plants, all of them, except for that one. Yeah. I love what you do, and you're just great. Um, What a cool brand you built. And what an amazing old-fashioned. We'll see you down the road. You'll come back and join us sometime. Oh, absolutely. This is always fun. Thank you. And when you leave, it's just me and Jay in the studio. I don't know what's going to happen. She spritzed me with something that I (laughs) I put happy mist on his face. Yeah, some happy mist on me. All right, you guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back on Wednesday, 2 p.m. That's when the Modern Eater Show continues. So for Little Man Ice Cream and Basha Cohen, thank you for joining us. And for Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing Company and from for Bridget Malloy and Bridget's Botanicals. Jay Parker, myself, Greg Hollenbach. We'll see you on Wednesday when the Modern Eater Show continues.